You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, and your host of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So what we've got going on is the economy is faltering here a little bit. And a lot of that has to do with we've got these coronavirus numbers kind of skyrocketing. A lot of states are like, oh, no, did we open up a little too early? Oh, this isn't good. Some in here in the state of Washington, we are as of tomorrow, which is Friday, uh, June the 26th. When we go outside of our homes, we basically have to wear a mask no matter what any public indoor outdoor spaces. So we've got these health concerns with coronavirus going on. And what is coinciding with that is that the unemployment numbers aren't coming down as fast as we thought. So maybe we're not in a V-shaped recovery. Maybe we are in kind of more of a U-shaped recovery. One of the things that we're watching closely, and this has a pretty good size impact on the real estate markets in general across the U.S., is the unemployment numbers. So we're going to jump into kind of where we sit with unemployment numbers and some of the reasons why we think that the unemployment numbers are not coming down as fast as the recovery is taking place or appears to be taking place. So let's jump on into it. And what I'm looking at um, for this podcast is an article, a post by Market Watch, and it's an economic report. And the, high, the headline is jobless claims dipped to 1.48 million, but slow decline signals choppy economic recovery. It's always interesting when they say choppy. Choppy means kind of up and down or maybe some good, maybe some bad. But to me, it always just seems um, like they're kind of just uh, describing a bad recovery, not as fast as it should be happening. So looking at the article, continuing claims show tens of million still getting jobless benefits. Millions of people are still losing their jobs each week. New state and federal jobless claims since the start of pandemic. And what they look like is back in March, they were averaging, and before that, they were averaging about 211,000 jobless claims each week. So maybe just shy of a million. I mean, that's, it's, call it 850,000, not shy of a million, call it 850,000 a month. And then in the third week of March, and remember the coronavirus hit kind of like March 15th or so, somewhere right in there, uh, depending on what state you're in. State of Washington, we shut down by like March 12th. Third week of March, our jobless claims uh, bumped up to almost 3 million because all these businesses were shut down and people are like, I got to get on the unemployment bandwagon or they've been fired or, you know, whatever that led them to that. Fourth week in March jumped up to 6 million, literally doubled. So you remember when we had kind of that exponential growth in jobless claims. Well, now that we've got people going back to work, that should come down exponentially, right? Well, that's what people are talking about is, oh, wait a minute, these numbers aren't doing what we're kind of seeing with the economy. What's going on? And then in the first week of April, they really topped out at over 6 million. And then uh, first... uh, Second week of April dropped down to five. Fourth week of April, four million. And then in May, kind of just over three million a week. Started off close to four million. And then in June, we've had over two million, over two million, and over two million. So we've kind of plateaued and there's, it's still not coming down exponentially. And that's what people are, that's what economists are kind of cern, concerned with. And so We've got more jobless claims out there and people on employment longer 
than we'd anticipated based on the economic data that's coming back. So what is going on? We'll get into it here. The numbers, new applications for traditional jobless benefits fell slightly last week to 1.48 million, but they remain stubbornly high three months after the start of the coronavirus pandemic and signal that a fledgling economic recovery is likely to be uneven. So there we go. So we've got choppy and we've got fledgling, meaning it's just kind of taken off. And that's what we're concerned about is the instability of this thing taking off of our V-shaped recovery or recovery at all. And then especially considering how many new cases of the coronavirus we're having. And I know I was watching uh, news the other day and some state was talking about how close they were to their number of hospital beds being tapped out. And I was like, wow, this sounds like uh, April again, crazy. But um, that's kind of where we are. And so that has a definite impact on the market. And it's also having, it's having a major impact on the stock market and um, so I, I think the market's going, wow, these cases are really rising. What's this going to mean for the economic recovery? And what's this mean for business in general, including jobs? All right. So initial jobless claims, a rough gauge of layoffs dipped in the seven days ended June 20 from 1.54 million in the prior week. And that's uh, according to the Labor Department said. So we, we've got these little bit, these little tiny drops, but not the big ones that we're kind of uh, figuring. While it marked the 12th straight decline, new claims are still extremely high and raise questions about whether a small rebound in the economy after a prolonged coronavirus tide shutdown is about to hit a wall. So we're, we've got choppy, we've got fledgling, and now we're hitting a wall. Not good terms when you're talking about economics. Economists polled by MarketWatch had forecast a seasonally adjusted 1.38 million new claims. These figures reflect applications filed the normal way through state unemployment offices. If people applied for benefits through a temporary federal program were included, new claims totaled an unadjusted 2.19 million last week. That was down slightly from a revised 2.2 million. So the claims are kind of right where we're expecting them to be. It's just that they're stuck at these kind of high numbers. Let's keep going here. All right. So the number of people who are actually receiving traditional jobless benefits, meanwhile, slid to just under 20 million at 19.5 million in the week that ended June 13th, down from 20.3 million. So again, these little drops. These so-called continuing claims reported with a one-week lag have fallen painfully slow after peaking in the middle of May at nearly 22.8 million. A lot of people on unemployment, and that's what nobody's really talking about. And I think there are a couple of reasons here that these numbers are really high. But I also think we have to address the fact that coronavirus really rocked our boat financially and economically. And we're going to have some crazy numbers coming out of this. And right now we're in June, and we're feeling the impact from stuff that happened April, and you know, March, April, May, that's finally coming to fruition here. And it's not going to be this rocket ship recovery. It's going to be like the article here says, choppy. It's uneven. You've got some ups and you've got some major downs, but you're still going to have a bunch of downs because that's kind of what happens when you're coming out of shutting the economy down. So here's what happened. New jobless claims have fallen gradually across the country, but economists had widely expected they would decline more rapidly after a nationwide lockdown of business activity ended and people began returning to work. All right, so how many people are not returning to work? How many jobs are, are 
people thought they were going to go back to and maybe they didn't because their employers aren't bringing them back or how many people are just deciding to stay home and they don't want to risk it for whatever reason health issues family reasons they just don't trust what's going on in the workplace with the coronavirus i know there's a lot of people that are just like yeah i still kind of want to work from home because i don't really trust what's going on out there so the elevated level of new claims could reflect a worrisome wave of fresh layoffs in the worst case scenario. So number one, worst case scenario we've got here is that there's a bunch of new firings going on in the workplace. I don't see that happening. I don't hear about that happening. So I don't think maybe there's some of that, but I don't see that as the predominant reason. Some businesses also complain that generous unemployment benefits have dissuaded employees from returning to work. I think that's a lot of what's going on. And here in I think uh, we've got the federal benefits going through the end of July. And I just read an article that actually July 26th for most people is going to be the last time you get the extra federal federal bonus of $600 in your unemployment check. And a lot of the rent moratoriums are being lifted here in the next couple of months, along with the federal subsidies on unemployment, those are not going to be renewed. We don't have any major legislation on the books that is going to come, you know, to fruition here very shortly. So you've got people with less money having to pay more in rent or actually having to pay rent here very soon. And that's what I think a lot of people are worried about. And so people for right now are like, you know what, I'm making more money on unemployment between my state benefits and my federal benefits. I'm just going to ride this out. So I think you've got another month of this, and then people got to get back to reality and start scrambling around to find jobs and um, kind of get things back on track. So here's a third thing that's impacting us. It could be impacting these numbers. It's also possible the record deluge of applications has led to widespread errors by overworked state employment offices trying to handle the crush. Not comforting. But I understand what the article is saying. It's saying that we could have some pretty major readjustments to these numbers, but I don't think it's going to be in the millions. I think the state unemployment offices, from what I know, um, it, initially they were deluged with, hey, I lost my job, I, I need unemployment benefits. And so many people who'd never claimed before hit, on, uh, hit the claim because all of a sudden their jobs were basically gone as United States economy was shut down. So could we have some statistical error or some errors in this process? Yeah. But I think the majority of it is the economy is kind of struggling a little bit with reopening. And then on top of that, you've got people who are like, eh, I'm going to take another month to figure out what's going on. I've been covering the, the CHOP situation, Capitol Hill occupied protest or CHAZ, Capitol Hill autonomous zone. They don't like to call it Chaz anymore because autonomous just doesn't sound great. And they, they want to have more of the uh, Occupy protest. That just sounds better for whatever reason. So I've been covering that a lot. I've had uh, two good videos and then another live stream that we did yesterday. And from what I can tell, there's a fair number of people over there who are unemployed. And are they just kind of hanging out, letting their unemployment benefits kind of go another month here? because they know they're getting paid pretty well. A lot of those people relative to their normal nine to five jobs, they're making decent money, they can get by in a tent over at chop pretty easy. 
So I think you've got a fair amount of that going on. And that's going on not just here in Seattle, but going on across the country. Um, because the numbers just basically state, hey, some people are making more money. If you're working at a Best Buy, you're working in a fast food industry, you're going to be making more if you're getting the federal benefit on top of the state benefit than if you went to your, your job and worked for, you know, 40 hours a week. So there's there's some lack of incentive there in the workplace. And I think that'll get sorted out here pretty soon. So we've got the um, unemployment offices, maybe, you know, there are some issues there, but I don't think it's that much. And we go on to say that more than 50 million applications for benefits have been filed in the past three months. Before the crisis, the states were handling around 222,000 a week. So they were handling more like 900,000. I guess it's not 850,000 a month. It's closer to 900,000 a month versus 50 uh, million. That's just an incredible number. So along with applications for benefits filed regularly through the states, an additional 728,120 new claims were submitted last week under a temporary federal relief program put in place after the pandemic began. That's the federal uh, benefit. 46 states reported unadjusted figures for federal claims under the Pandemic Employment Assistance Program. If all eight state and federal assistance programs are included, continuing claims totaled unadjusted 30.5 million claims in the seven days ended June 6th. So we've still got an incredible amount of unemployment going on out there. Uh, and that's the most recent data available. That marks a small increase from 29.3 million in the prior week. So that number is not going down slightly, it's going up slightly. MarketWatch is reporting select jobless claims data using fact, actual or unadjusted figures to give a clearer picture of unemployment. The seasonally adjusted estimates typically expected by Wall Street have inflated jobless claims during the pandemic and become less accurate. So they're throwing more numbers in there and we're not really getting a clear picture on our unemployment. All right, I get that, but you've still got these pretty big numbers that are out there. So here's the big picture. If the government is accurately capturing the number of people applying for jobless benefits, the slow decline in new claims is troublesome enough. So now we've got choppy and troublesome and all the other things. Another round of coronavirus outbreaks in heavily populated states such as California, Florida, and Texas could make it worse if businesses are forced to scale back again. Now we've seen, I think it was Secretary, Secretary Treasurer uh, Mnuchin basically say, yeah, we're not going under lockdown again. The economy goes ahead full scale. We're not doing that again. So I think the federal government is basically committed to, all right, you got these coronavirus cases rising. We're just going to deal with it. That's now become part of life. We're not doing that shutdown again because what a mess that was. And we can see it in these economic numbers, right? While the speed of the initial economic rebound in May surprised economists, most still expect a choppy recovery with more peaks and valleys in the next several months. Businesses and governments are operating in uncharted territory, and it may take a while to figure out what works. What are they saying? High levels of both initial and continuing claims are indicative of ongoing strains in the labor market. And that's from Rabila Feroki. He's the chief U.S. economist at High Frequency Economics. The concern is what the July and later months could show, given high initial claims and rising COVID-19 case counts in many states. So that's what we're looking at is you've still got this remaining unemployment still kind of hanging in there. 
and people are saying, well, it could be because of this, it could be because of this, or it's because the economy is kind of straining to get going there again. And you've got this kind of weird incentive for people not to go back to work. And then you've got the raising the rising coronavirus cases that everybody's going, Oh, that's not good. It's like, what is going on here? We never expected a second round of the coronavirus, did we? We've never talked about that. I mean, could that possibly happen? Well, it's happening right now, isn't it? It's just kind of going on. Here we are. And so we just kind of deal with it, wear our mask, do our thing. And um, that's where we sit. So these are the kind of some of the, the topics that I'm going to be covering moving forward. And a lot of them have to do with the economy, because that is what is really driving real estate prices, either up or down. And so much of this is also impacting the interest rate structure that we have going on. Federal government still pumping trillions of dollars into the economy. How long can they keep that going on? We're not really sure. But as these things develop, and we kind of move forward with people going back to work, businesses reopening, and that's been a slow process, hasn't it? You go around and you talk to people and people are like, you know, I want to go to my favorite restaurant and they're like not open on Saturdays now or they're not open. They're not going to open up until, you know, we get to this point or we're not going to open up till we get to this phase. I just saw another gym by the gym that I work out at. It just opened up. I'm pretty sure I talked to my existing gym owner who operates legally, but the other gym doesn't have the kind of license that needs to operate legally right now. And um, they just opened up. I don't think they have the legal ability to, but I think you're seeing more and more businesses just go, yeah, well, got to pay rent. It's either that or I shut the business down and I can't really blame them. Um, but it's a tough scenario for people who have to make a living and also then have to risk coronavirus and all that that entails. But it's something that we're just kind of living with uh, on a day by day basis. And uh, as the numbers change here, I will keep you apprised. So that's all I've got for today. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're finding this content helpful to either your real estate career or your house buying process or whatever it is that you tuned in for, I'd love to have you subscribe to our channel, hit the notification bell on YouTube, hit the like for this video. That's how we get uh, YouTube to take notice and push our content out. That really helps our channel kind of survive in this massive uh, number of channels that are out there, especially real estate and business related. So again, thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for tuning in on the podcast platforms. Again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Client Appraisal. I will catch you on the next one. All right, bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.